and apparently I am an intimidating person. God damn! Which is so funny, but I, I have seen your face. <laughs> So I can understand. I'm just not intimidated by you. You're not intimidated by me. And I feel like most people wouldn't be unless I'm trying to teach them a thing. And then I'm like, okay, now you try. And then I just fucking thousand-yard stare at them like, do it fucking right. (laughs) Well, and then when you say, like, when you're like, oh, I mean, next time do it this way or whatever, it sounds like you're judging. Like, yeah, but I mean, maybe if you were using your fucking brain, you would have done it this way. Which are not the words that you say. But, but the tone you use, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excuse me for not knowing this intuitively. <laughs> well, according to Dylan, when he was still relatively new, I said to him, he did something, and I was, apparently I said to him, you can't possibly be that fucking stupid. <laughs> or something along those lines. And I was like, I never said that. And he's like, you did. And I didn't do that again. And I was like, fuck, I'm so sorry. What an asshole thing to say. <laughs> you're like, well, it worked, right? <laughs> he never fucking did that thing again maybe you like black out probably it's like a rage thing yeah but i'm like <laughs> i just black out stupidity i'm like no nope, they didn't do that they didn't say that because i'd just be dumb which is so crazy because you are literally the nicest person ever i think you should just like address everything like you're talking to one of the kids but i feel like that's when it gets condescending <laughs> that's true that's true. But you are so fun when you're talking to the kids. I, I know. Mean, you're so fun when you're talking to me, too. But the kids, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to play Play-Doh. Heck yeah, because I'm having a good time. We're all about to have a good time. But then when I'm telling a person to do a thing, I'm like, no, 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 over here, sweetheart. And I'm like, I shouldn't call this grown man a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty condescending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the fuck did I tell you about putting the tape away? God damn it. You can't possibly be this fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I understand where it's coming from. Okay, Erin, give me your goddamn. My baby slept in her own room last night. (gasps) Congratulations. I'm like a whole person again. Wow. Did your older son sleep in his bed by himself? No. Oh, obviously. Well, you're almost there. Yeah. I mean, he came in like halfway through the night, so I didn't really notice because I had just like blackout. Well, then you fell asleep on your own. Yeah, I fell asleep (gasps) on my own. Yeah. That's beautiful. It was amazing. And then I had to pee and I could just death roll out instead of like having to crawl off the end of the bed so that I didn't hit the fucking pack and play. Oh, God. That's I know. beautiful. It's amazing. And then she cried at like 4 a.m. and we had the baby monitor on. And then like you a really that shit off. good parent, I just fucking turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it. <laughs> and then Brandon was like, she didn't even wake up last night. And I was like, oh, she did. Yeah, you know, you slept through it. Yeah, that's okay. She went right the fuck back to sleep because she couldn't see me. So and her little bald ass head just stands up like, where the fuck is everybody? <laughs> How the hell did we get here? Yeah. And then she oh passed my out. God. And it was great. And then she can't smell you or anything. So she's just like, fuck it. I guess I'll sleep. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a it's, big step. It's a real big step. And it's one step closer to, I don't know, enjoying the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm fucking for it. That is a milestone <laughs> that we have been dying to reach. It is. All right, Stace, do you have a goddamn for me? I sure do. So this weekend when we went camping Mm -hmm. and you and I got a proper kind of day drunk Mm -hmm. for two days in a row, Mm -hmm. like the wonderful mothers that we are, Mm -hmm. uh, you know how you're anemic and you bruise like a peach? Yes. Well, every time I drink for some reason, I end up bruising like a peach, which (laughs) I can only imagine means my liver is slowly killing me and I'm making poor life choices. 
Maybe, but also don't listen to them. Don't listen to oh, your no. body. Listen yeah. to me. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, there, it's fine. I'll just bruise when yeah. I drink. I just know I bruise. Yeah, it's fine. Just be real careful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And usually it's like I have a bruise on the back of my leg or the back of my back from a bar stool or something. Oh, the bar stools are the worst. Yeah. Well, I have a random fucking bruise from our drinking adventures mm-hmm. on the bridge of my nose where my glasses go. Oh, no. Did you, like, put them on real aggressive so you could see something? <laughs> I have no idea, and you probably can't see. I ripped them off very, like, dramatic. Like, and see here. <laughs> see here. Exhibit A, my face. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this bruise. I can't see that far. Yeah, and my glasses covered up really well. But when I take them off, I was, like, laying in bed, and I just barely touched my nose for some reason. Ooh. And I was like, fuck, that hurts really bad. And I was feeling for, like, a zit or something, but there was nothing. And then I thought, when I get up, I need to look to see if there's a bruise or some shit. Yeah. And then I totally forgot about it. And later in the day, I went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror. And I've got this fucking gnarly bruise on the bridge <laughs> of my nose. It looks like I got punched in the face. Oh, my God. And then I went and I showed Lee and I was like, babe, I have a bruise on my nose. Like, what the fuck happened? And he's like, what the hell? And he was like squinting and staring at me. And he's like, you have two black eyes. Your <gasps> eyes are black. What? And I was like, no, they're not. I just rubbed them, and I was, like, touching my eyes, and they didn't hurt. And I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, motherfucker, those are just bags under my eyes because I'm a mom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, hold up. I just saw your face when we were inside. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see those. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, apparently, day drinking gives me fucking bruises on my face, which oh. is not a good look. And they're all over my body, too, like, on my legs, which I barely bruise. I don't normally yeah. have them. I have them all over my legs right now, and I was like, it's probably a better idea that I didn't wear shorts when we were camping. <laughs> so nobody thought you were, like, abused. Yeah. Hooker. Yeah. Well, goddamn. Well, goddamn. You ready for my murder story this week? Give me your story. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is another episode where I'm fucking super excited to tell mm. you the story because I did an insane amount of research. Ooh. I got lost. Oh. I mean, my sources is going to be, like, fucking a thousand links long because I just read, like, a million articles. Was your source, like, Marge on the corner? Yeah. I talked to Marge, and she was like, let me tell you something, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was like I went down a fucking rabbit hole of leads, and I am solving murders now. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. (gasps) You should be. I'm so excited, and I don't know if anybody has even heard of this case or done this case or whatever. I didn't even really look that hard. I just got super fucking excited. And then I'm scared that it's going to be one of those things that, like, in my head was super amazing and great research and then mm-hmm. when I read it out loud it's going to be like I don't get it <laughs> like it doesn't even piece Actually, together none of this makes sense <laughs> this timeline Sounds is all off <laughs> kind of lame yeah don't worry I'll ask the important questions yes you will and I'll be like I didn't even fucking think of that because <laughs> that's what happens every time oh that actually makes a lot of sense case closed <laughs> uh, yeah I'm going to go with that one instead <laughs> all right so I'm going to tell you this week about Joseph Barker Barker Yes. All right. He was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he was the oldest of three siblings. Okay. He was known as somewhat of like a troublemaker growing up, and he was always pushing the boundaries and testing his limits as a kid. Mm-hmm. He was often getting into trouble, and he struggled to do well in school. By the age of 17, he decided that he would join the Army in an attempt to bring some structure and discipline into his life. Also... This was around, like, when the 9-11 attacks on America had just taken place. Ooh. Yeah. And so Joseph wanted to do something to make a difference and serve his country, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, I'm going to go join the Army. America. America. Fuck yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he wasn't doing so well on the home front, so he's like, all right, I might yeah. as well do this shit. Well, it gives a lot of people a sense of fucking direction and shit. Exactly. That structure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he joins the Army, and he's stationed in Colorado. Okay. And in 2003, he was deployed to Iraq with Fort Carson's 3rd Brigade Combat Team. Ooh. So he's fucking off in Iraq. Okay. Uh, as we're all aware, the Iraq War was, like, really bloody and bad and traumatic, right? As yes. As war typically is. And so a lot of the soldiers that would come back were fucking traumatized with PTSD, right? Yeah. So he gets home, and it's clear that he experienced the trauma, and he was having a hard time dealing with these memories. He's seen some shit. He's seen some shit. And he would often turn to his war buddies, who he served alongside, when he was feeling especially troubled, because they were the only ones who experienced what he had gone through also, and so they could, like, fucking hang out and relate, right? Yeah, talk him off the edge. Yep, exactly. So shortly after his return, he also fell in love with a woman, and he jumped right into a marriage. Ooh, a lady. A lady, you say? Mm-hmm. So What's now, her name? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't get her name. Okay. Uh, now it's 2004, and despite Joseph's struggles, he chooses to re-enlist into the Army again. Okay. And so he's, like, scheduled to fucking ship back out for a second tour in Iraq. But in 2005, he's honorably discharged because he has some, like, medical complications caused by a back injury. Ooh. So he doesn't go to war again. Well, that's good. Yeah, right? Don't Fuck. damage him twice. Shit, man. So he goes home to Tulsa with his mom and maybe dad. I don't know. I only heard about his mom. Mm-hmm. And wife. His fucking family. Yeah. And he slowly starts to get his life back together, mm-hmm. and he learns how to live a civilian life. Okay. He was holding down a job and things started to, like, look up until in late 2005, his battle buddies started calling him up and asking him to come back to Fort Carson to come hang out with them. Okay. They were like, yo, we're all about to go on this second tour to Iraq, so why don't you come hang out with us before we're deployed and we can all have, like, one last hurrah, right? Yeah. Well, Joseph's mom was like, something seemed off about the phone call. Like, she didn't feel comfortable with it. Oh. Uh, She said that at first Joseph had declined, like, going back to Colorado because he was like, I'm doing well here. I have my family here. Like, I got my fucking job and shit. And I'm not going to go out there for a party or whatever. Right? That's fucking far. Yeah. I got shit. I got work in the morning, dude. I have a life here. And they wanted him to come for a while. Like, it wasn't just, like, a night or a weekend. It was, like, a couple months. Like, come hang out with us. Like, see us off in this whole time. Okay. That's weird. Okay, so his mom says that they called Joseph several times, and they were basically, like, insistent that he came out to Colorado, and he eventually agreed. And his mom was like, I really don't feel comfortable with you going out there. Like, I think you're doing so well here. You shouldn't go back there. Yeah. But he didn't listen to his mom, and he goes to fucking party with his friends. Mm, As most youngish boys will. Exactly. So his mom says that on Christmas Eve of 2005, while Joseph was out in Colorado visiting with his buddies at Fort Carson, uh, she talks on the phone with him. And he was like totally freaking out. He was panicking that he was worried about the well-being of his siblings and her, like something bad was going to happen to them. And he was, like, losing his shit. And she was, like, talking him off a ledge, like, dude, we're all okay here. You don't need to worry about us. Like, you need to calm down. Everything's fine. But he still seemed, like, really worried. It was hard for her to, like, calm him down. But that was the last time that she ever talked to her son. Oh. I guess she called him to check on him periodically. But every time that she would call, somebody would tell her that he was busy. And so she never actually got to talk to him again. Mm, 
I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So on February 7th, 2006, so this is a couple months later now, mm-hmm. Joseph and his buddies, they go to a party off post, which is like a typical pastime for Fort Carson soldiers. I guess they all go to like Colorado Springs or something. And it's like Colorado Springs is known to have all these like dive bars or whatever where drunken soldiers come in and out and get wasted and then go back to their fucking barracks. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a blast. (laughs) And at five in the morning, his buddies all wake up early because they have to go do physical training. Mm -hmm. And they see Joseph laying in his bunk or a bunk, or whatever, sleeping. At some point, someone claims to have seen him being led from the barracks by someone unidentified people. And I don't know if it's like a group of people, or two people, or one person, or what, but somebody that they didn't recognize was leading Joseph out of the barracks and into a dark-colored SUV. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time that anyone saw Joseph alive. Oh, shit. So now that's February 8th, 2006, the morning of. Okay. One article that I read stated that on February 14th, Joseph's estranged wife now, like oh. obviously he ran off and partied with his buddies and everything, and it sounds like they kind of jumped into the marriage Yeah, pretty quick. And so like things weren't working out very well. Mm-hmm. So February 14th, his estranged wife, who hadn't heard from him in weeks, she starts to get worried. And so she calls the police to file a missing persons report. Oh, good. So this would be like a week after he was last seen alive. Okay. Articles I read said that family reported him missing literally the day he was last seen, but I don't know what's true. Because like I said, I read a bunch of shit and I pieced this story together. Yeah. Either way, the police get involved and they start investigating. And they start to trace his steps of the last day that he was seen, right? Mm -hmm. So they review this, like, surveillance footage because they must have found out, like, hey, we went to Walmart in the morning and then we went fucking drinking. And so they go to Walmart and they pull the tapes and they watch in the Walmart parking lot. Joseph and his buddies, they had gotten into an altercation with some other vehicle in the lot. Uh Uh-oh. And there's no details on the vehicle. Like, I don't know if it's a dark SUV or something. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, none of the occupants are verified or outlined in any of the clippings I read, right? Yeah, it's just some strangers. Some strangers, and they all get into a fight. But like I said, it sounds like it's not that rare because this, like, Colorado Springs is, like, bustling with a bunch of soldiers who are running around. A little bit amped up on the testosterone. (laughs) Yeah. Fucked up on whatever the hell it is they're doing. Fucked up on Mountain Dew and adrenaline. (laughs) Code red. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Sounds like it's not that unusual. Yeah. Okay, and then the police see that he goes off with his buddies at the end of the night, and they go and get drinks, whatever. They stumble back to the barracks. Yeah. So everything's lining up, but they don't see him leaving in that dark SUV or who those people are, right? That's just like hearsay. Like, hey, we saw him leaving in this SUV. Yeah. Then on February 21st, 2006, so now this is like, what, two weeks later, Mm -hmm. Joseph's mother, she gets a phone call from the FBI. Oh, shit. And they call her to tell her that it appears that her son had ran away to Mexico. Oh. Yeah, how convenient. Mm -hmm. And she was like, this doesn't make any sense because he had no previous ties to Mexico. He had never talked about it. Like, what the fuck? This just isn't adding up, right? Is this going to be a story that we're going to speculate wildly on and then, like, the U.S. Army is going to come after us? Yeah. 
Fuck. Hope you're ready. <laughs> okay. Oh, the U.S. Army's going to come after us. Oh, man. I did some digging. Oh, man. Okay, I'm not it's ready fun. for this. It's fine. We're I, fine. Okay, I mean, I'm in. I'll follow you to fucking hell. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like, These dumbass bitches don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're like, he ran off to Mexico. Don't worry about it. He's just fucking hanging out on the beaches of Cancun, mm-hmm. getting tequila shots by a man blowing a whistle. Yep. Learning Spanish. Everything's Learning fine. Spanish. Well, five hours later, she gets a call that changed her life forever. Oh, how dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. At about 8.30 a.m. at a sewage treatment facility on Fort Carson Base. Okay. which was on the base? On the base, which was fenced off Mm and just a short distance from the freeway. Mm -hmm. A worker was called to investigate a blockage in the sewage pipe. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. When the worker investigated, he soon realized that the blockage was caused by a nude, badly decomposing body. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Fucking, you can't pay me enough. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, listen, he worked in sewage, so he's probably seen some shit. <laughs> God damn it. I should have known this was going to happen all day long, the dad jokes. And then I come and do this, my one fucking reprieve, and I have to listen to this shit. You shouldn't be friends with me. <laughs> you know you love it. It's why you fucking married into the dad joke. And you have me. <laughs> Yeah, he's seen some shit, that's for certain. Mm-hmm. So this is just another thing to add to his list. Dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Blocking pipes. Mm. Icky. Icky, oh, icky, icky. So bad. Okay, so he's like, well, let's call the cops. <laughs> Uh-oh, this is out of my jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, so, cool. I don't have to clean this one up. I'm done here. Which I'm wondering, how did they realize it was a body? Like, they clear the clog and then they're like, oh. I don't know. Maybe someone had to go in there. Oh, that's like, even worse. Check that shit out. Maybe they send a camera. Oh, my God. That scares me even more than just a body shooting out of a tube. I have so many questions. How do you shoot it out? Like high pressure? pressure fucking yeah. Just, like a snake. I'm sure they have snakes. They probably have giant snakes. Like the biggest snakes. <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so he calls the cops. Okay. And the police arrive immediately, and they eventually identify the man as missing 21-year-old Joseph Barker. By the way, he was 21. Okay. So I don't know if it was immediate. I don't know if he popped out and they were like, oh, it's Joseph, or if they had to do like— Joe? (laughs) (laughs) He was nude. It can't even be like, that's his Gucci sweater. (laughs) Or whatever you wear in Colorado. Yeah. I'm sure they all wear Gucci sweaters. (laughs) What is that, North Face? Oh, my God. Okay, anyway, so uh, however they do it, they identify that it's Joseph Barker. Okay. Uh, They remove his body, and they perform an autopsy. Okay. However, because of the advanced state of decomposition, like Mm -hmm. I said, it had been two weeks, which was enhanced by all the water-cleaning chemicals and bacteria that they put in the water treatment facility. Gross. As well as it had been damaged by... From being shot out of the fucking cannon by the snake? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, by the equipment. Yeah. To, like, clear the clog. So it was almost impossible to determine the cause of death. Oh, that's gross. That makes me sad. Oh, God. Can you imagine? No. No. They do know that he wasn't stabbed, which I don't know how they know that unless his, like, exterior was in place still. 
Like his skin bag was together? Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't want to. And that he wasn't shot. Okay. I mean, yeah. Well, there's probably like the equipment might cause a certain kind of like wound on a person, but like a stab wound is pretty obvious or a bullet wound is pretty obvious. Yeah, maybe. So then they could probably tell by that, but they're like, well, but also like his head might have been crushed or something. Oh, God. And they couldn't say like. Oh, my God. If he had been hit in the head. I don't even fucking know, man. So the medical examiner runs toxicology reports and Mm -hmm. it took some time to come back, but they did find traces of cocaine in his system. Okay. But those traces were not large enough to be of concern, mm-hmm. meaning it was just a party drug. It was a party drug, and it was not his cause of death. Yeah. So they know it wasn't, he didn't get stabbed, he didn't get shot, and it wasn't a drug overdose. Or at least it wasn't a cocaine overdose. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, because of the location of where the body was found, there's no way that he could have gotten in there on his own. Ooh. He either had to have access to the facility, which requires, like, a key, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, heavily surveyed. Surveilled. Surveilled. <laughs> Surveillance. They were surveying people. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's how they know he didn't come in. Okay. Or he came in through a manhole, which led into the facility, right? Like, the sewage system. Okay. The police are theorizing that he didn't commit suicide because no one's going to jump into a manhole or a holding tank or what the fuck ever or holding pond, treatment pond, whatever the hell you want to call it. They're not going to jump into one of those to, like, end their life. Yeah, that's not. They'd pick a different way of doing that shit. I wouldn't even know that that would kill you for a fact. (laughs) I wouldn't even know that's an option. (laughs) Like, oh, I'll just jump in this manhole here and nobody has to deal with me ever again. Yeah, like, well, if I were to do it. Just be washed away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so they're like, that's a very rare form of suicide. Plus, he didn't seem suicidal. Like, he had his PTSD, whatever the fuck going on, but he wasn't going to. He was medicating it with Coke. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. He feels great. And the ponds, the treatment ponds that, like, his body was ultimately found in or Mm -hmm. whatever, uh, they were surrounded by high fences, so he couldn't have, like, gotten so drunk and wandered out and accidentally fell into the pond. Mm -hmm. So the Popo are like, dude got murdered, right? Okay. We got a homicide. We got a homicide on our hands. And his mom believes that it was his battle buddies that did it. Okay. She thinks that they stripped Joseph of his clothes and then threw him into the tank or pond or whatever while he was alive, where he drowned, and then he got sucked up into one of the pumps, Mm -hmm. like the pipes leading to the pump or whatever. That's really sad that she thinks that. It's so sad. And then that makes me think, like, why does she think he was alive? Did they, like, find shit in his lungs or was his body so bad off that they couldn't really determine if he was alive or not? And so she's just speculating. But, like, why would she think that it's his battle buddies, too? Like, those are the people that, from what I've gathered, you're supposed to be, like, closest to in the world. Yeah, but remember how they called earlier and she was like, something didn't feel right. And they were, like, insistent on him going out there and she didn't want him to go. Yeah, but I kind of chalked that up to, like, a mom being like, your life is fine here. Yeah, and then Not- he's like, I don't know. Like, I probably shouldn't. I should probably just stay here. I have a good job. And then she's like, oh, they're insisting. Not to say yeah. that she didn't have the right instinct. Obviously, some shit happened. Yeah, she ha- she had them uh, motherly instincts of burning inside her soul. Yeah, but my first thought when you said that was just that, like, uh, either a hindsight kind of instinct. Oh, yes. Or, 
or just like a mom being like, no. And then he's like, yeah, you're probably right. I should stay. And then they call again. And he's like, I'm going to go. <laughs> Later. And she's like, oh, they were insistent. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Or. Or. She knew they were mean. And nefarious. she was like, I don't want my sweetheart hanging out with those meanies. Those bad boys. Yeah. So either way, she's like, I think they did it. Also, they were the last people with him. So Yeah, and that's pretty sus. They're all the ones saying like, yo, he was awake when we left. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he was fine. Yeah, nothing happened there. He seemed fine. Uh, she thinks that the motive behind them killing him is that because Joseph had started talking to some girl. Okay. And supposedly he had been warned the day before to stop talking to this girl. Why? I don't know. Maybe she was taken or some other, one of the buddies liked her or some shit. Mm, I don't know. Got it. Yeah, yeah. But seeing as how, like, his mom hadn't spoken to him since Christmas, I'm assuming that she got this information, like, secondhand. Like, Mm -hmm. one of his friends was like, oh, you know what I heard? Yeah. He was talking to this girl. So I don't know how true that is. Mm. I mean, but hey, I don't know how true any of this shit is. <laughs> yeah. And also, that's how you're supposed to gather information is somebody tells it to you, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's true. So their motive would be supposedly a girl. But the police are suspecting that his death was maybe drug related. Ooh. And that he fell into the wrong crowd and he ticked off the wrong person or, you know, something like that. And so they offed him. Well, I know. It seems like such a cop-out. It is a cop-out. Like, <laughs> I did it to you. <laughs> you did it. It is, though. Like, that's, I don't know, such, like, a easy answer, such an excuse. Well, that's why they said he ran off to Mexico, right? They were like, ah, he's fucking doing cocaine. He ran off to Mexico. Case closed. Yeah. And nothing I read confirmed that Joseph had any ties to any drug rings or anything like that. That's just their theory, I guess. But it's always their theory. Like, oh, I know. He was in a gang. It's probably oh. gang related. And like, no, 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 no. He just had blue shoes on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't even really like the color blue. Yeah. It matched his outfit. Like, <laughs> get out of here. It's not everything is a gang or drug related. Exactly. So years go by. And in 2011, the Army, which had an, a reward out of $10,000 for, like, any information fucking resulting in an arrest of whatever – Yeah. Uh, They increased it from $10,000 to $15,000. Oh, we about to be rich, rich. (laughs) We about to be so rich because it solved the murder. Mm -hmm. So that's five years later, right? They're still like, uh, no fucking clue what happened. Let's throw five grand at it and see if anybody (laughs) else will tell us what happened. Did it work? (laughs) Uh... No. Aw, some (laughs) bitch. In one interview, a spokesperson for the FBI stated that they had some idea of what caused Joseph's death, but that they weren't going to reveal that information at this time. So that makes me think that there's more evidence and that they're not sharing it because it'll implicate the actual killer. If, like, the actual killer could be like, and he had a rose in his eye. Yeah, That's a really weird thing, but you know what I mean. Well, if someone were to, like, confess or whatever, have a thing, then they could be like, well, but, like, what about this? And then the person would be like, oh, yeah, it was like that. And they're like, that's right. Yeah, exactly. In 2013, the Army, who was the one actively investigating his murder, Mm -hmm. they came out and they said that because the case had been without any additional leads— for several years that they were going to close the case. You can't just close a case because you want to. I didn't know that this was an option. It's not. Is it? I d- it's well, not. Well, the Army closed it. They were like, we don't have any additional information. We, we will come back periodically and look at it with fresh eyes and see if we can figure anything else out. But Maybe they made it cold. Like, no, that's a cold case now? they closed it. 
Oh, that shit, that shit happened on Wednesday. It's We're done. Friday. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> That's some old shit. That's <laughs> fucked up. I honestly, I didn't know that that was an option. I don't I think that that's how it's supposed to work. Maybe it's an option with the army because they were the ones investigating, right? Oh, maybe like the local Smokies could still go in and maybe like investigate it if they so desired. But FBI's like the army, like, he's in Mexico. <laughs> Army's like, well, I mean, we found the body, but good, good idea. <laughs> Strong detective work back there, but uh, everything uh, led to right here. Yeah, <laughs> but here we go. Uh, also, we're just going to close this one for today. <laughs> but it all feels like they're just trying to close it. Like, the I FBI know. being like, ah, he's in Mexico, he's fine. Like, first of all, why would you say he's in Mexico? Why wouldn't you just be like, ah, he probably ran away because he's a 21-year-old, like, kid, essentially. Yeah. Who didn't want to talk to his mom, Yeah, right? what was the Mexico tie? Like, cocaine? Yeah, yeah. Why Mexico? Like, yeah. why are you just making shit up? That's, like, off yeah. the top of your head. Yeah. And then to be like, oh, it was drug-related. Like, what made you think it was drug-related? The there... coke that he had? <laughs> right. I mean, I've never done coke, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, a party drug. That... Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty prevalent. Pretty prevalent, especially in, like, a party town where yeah. there might be a lot of military people. Yeah. I think military people are not supposed to do that, but... No. They're all, like, young people out having a good time. Yeah. Exploring their adventurous life. Yeah. Having fun. And they're generally away from their hometown. Yeah. So they're out with other like-minded individuals. Yeah. It's like half-assed detective work is what it seems like here. Yeah. Well, obviously, his mom was fucking pissed. Joseph's mom was like, what the actual fuck? Like, my son served your fucking country. Like, he deserves way more than this. Don't close the case. Yes. And if you close the case, that means that the reward's not offered, so nobody's going to have any incentive to go forward with any information. Like, what the hell, man? And like you said, I didn't know they could even rescind that. So his mom's obviously devastated. Yeah. And she says that she was fully prepared for her son to die in battle. But oh. not on American soil at oh. the hands of another man that he had served alongside in battle. Oh, my God. That breaks my heart. Uh, fucking right. That's so heartbreaking. Like, she thought her son was safe. Yeah. He had survived Iraq. He got home. He was supposed to go back again. And then, like, fucking medical intervention happened and he couldn't go again. And so she thought he was safe. And he was doing so good at home. Mm, that's so hard. Okay, so this made me curious, because now I'm a fucking detective, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously. And I was like, this is a pretty fucking unique way to die. Have there been similar cases? Uh Uh-oh. Because maybe we got, like, a serial sewage killer on the loose, right? (laughs) So. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Right? Good old sewer pipe bob. (laughs) Exactly. That's what we call them here in the States. So, in February of 2015, the body of Noah Michael DeWitt, who was, I probably said that really wrong, like DeWitt. Do it. Do it. DeWitt. Either way, he was 24 years old, and he was found in the Fillmore Pump Station in Eugene, Oregon. Okay. Uh, let me tell you about Noah. On February 15th, Noah was last seen leaving a home some of his friends had lived in. Like, it was like the, you know, everybody's fucking renting a house together kind of situation. Yeah. And it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and he seemed in distress, or just distress, <laughs> and he was in his PJs. Okay. And he had a heavy jacket on, but he didn't have any shoes. So he fucking skadoodled out of there real quick, right? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, super weird. And prior to him leaving, he was in a lot of emotional distress, and he kept talking about having a ton of anxiety surrounding the possibility that his friends and family might be in danger or something. (gasps) That's similar. Right? And he thought something bad was going to happen to him. Was he also in the Army? No. Okay. 
Wouldn't that be a fucking humdinger? It would. <laughs> I'd be like, case closed. Uh, it was the army. It Can you arrest them? <laughs> <laughs> the whole army. Yeah. <laughs> so friends and family, they canvass the area because he just goes missing, right? He walks out at 2 o'clock in the morning and nobody sees him again. So they canvass the area for 15 weeks and they never find him. God damn. Then on May 27th, during a routine maintenance check, his body was found in the bottom of a wet well at a sewage plant that handles wastewater flows from South and West Eugene. Okay. I guess this wet well was like in a closed vault in a lift station. This is a lot of fucking lingo here. It's mm-hmm. not that many. I feel like I work there. Yeah. In a lift station where sewage is pumped upward so that it can flow to a treatment plant by gravity. So it's like the raw sewage coming into the plant. That's not how gravity it's the other way. <laughs> well, I mean, like they pump it up and then it goes like whoosh. Oh, they pump it up and then it goes like. Into the plant. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the logistics behind it, but for some reason the shit has to go up before it can come down. <laughs> <laughs> I think Newton said something similar. <laughs> <laughs> that is a quote from Newton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What goes up? Must come down. Yep. Shit goes up. Gotta come down. (laughs) All right. So that's what this thing was doing. It was bringing the shit up and down. And also it had Noah in it. That's a really bad segue. Yeah. So the pipe that he was found in is 54 inches in diameter. Okay. Which I don't know how wide a body is. Oh, I was like, well, this is 54 inches. Oh, your arms out? Okay. A body could totally fit in there. Yeah. Like, How do your you arms hold? out plus a little bit. Because I hold 54-inch material all day. All the time? Okay. Yeah. So That's, it's like this much with you. You got a little bit of finger room to hold it. That's a big-ass pipe. That's a pretty big pipe. Okay. So it's a pretty big pipe. I was like, he's lodged in there. I don't know how that happens. I mean, maybe completely sideways, but I feel like your hips would bend. I don't... Uh, he was stuck in there. That's how they, how they found him. That's a big-ass pipe to be stuck maybe in. Maybe there was other stuff stuck in it. Probably. Maybe there was a grate. I don't really know the details. Well, I mean, because haven't you ever seen that Storybots? No, I don't watch Storybots. I don't let my kid watch it because it's boring. (laughs) What? I love that show. I learned so much. I hate it. I hate it so much. What? I'm like, you want to watch Princess and the Frog again? Today we watch Black Panther. Listen. (sighs) Okay, anyway. We watch good stuff. (laughs) Well, whatever. That's how I know there's grates before they go into the sewage. Well, my kid's not going to be a sewage line cleaner man. But... He'll never know that bodies get filtered out also True. in the form of song. <laughs> but I also don't want him to count on that for anything in his life. That's true. Because if he did, he'd be a murderer. Murder. Okay, anyway, so maybe it was a great. I don't really fucking know. But okay. he was in the pipe. And investigators aren't quite sure how he got there. Uh-huh. Uh, the maintenance crew had found a mass that was 15 to 20 feet inside of the shaft that was causing a clog. <laughs> don't you fucking do this to me. I didn't say anything. You fucking snarled when I said shaft. <laughs> Have some human decency. <sighs> this is why I'm so cranky when Lee gives me a joke. What? Why? Because <laughs> I've been with him all day long. It's hilarious. Yeah, it you is said hilarious. shaft like it was totally normal. I know. Okay, listen. It'd be like if I was like, oh, you just take the fucking balls shaft up the street. <laughs> Until you hit the bush. Yeah, it's much funnier when you're saying it. I guess I've just been dealing with it all day, so I'm like, natural fucking knee-jerk reaction is to just sound annoyed instantly. (laughs) Okay, so there is an issue 15 to 20 feet inside of the shaft, Mm -hmm. and it was causing a clog, and so when they go to remove it, they discover that it was a human body, and they call the police. Okay, that is an issue, Yeah. yeah. 
we've got there's got to be a code for this shit now because now there's like two places that this has happened mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. Code brown. Yeah. Code. Yeah. Brown. I feel like there's always a code brown. But anyway, okay. Code brown's probably got a lot to do with shit, though. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, so on May 31st, the body was positively identified as Noah's, and it turns out that this facility was only three miles from where he was last seen alive. Okay. The medical examiner found that there was no obvious cause of death, but again, it was hard to know for sure because the body was so badly decomposed. Because mm-hmm. this is like fucking months later. 15 Ugh. weeks they were searching. That's that's sad. I know. And his mother believes that he died the night that he went missing because Noah was such a reliable person that he would never not contact his family if he were alive because he wouldn't want them to worry. So it's not like he ran away and then got hurt. She thinks something happened that night. Yeah. Again, in the scenario, the only way that the body could have gotten there was either to be placed there by somebody who had a key to access that fucking facility weird or to come in through a manhole from one of the leading pipes okay uh one of the leading pipes and the treatment facility itself is actually located near a park that noah frequented a lot called maury jacobs park okay and i guess shortly before noah died he had witnessed a shooting at this park and he like loved this park and was always there and i guess the shooting like really fucked him up like he started to feel really down about life and about the world mm-hmm. cuz he witnessed all this bad shit supposedly he was normally a really happy free loving happy go lucky guy um but his attitude started to take a change and people said that he wasn't quite acting himself okay Again, the police are obviously suspecting foul play because even though he was acting a bit off, Noah still had plans with all of his friends and shit. Like, he was going to take a road trip with a buddy this summer. Like, he was making future plans. And again, no one's going to jump into a manhole to commit suicide. Yeah. Also, I don't know that you can just, like, lift those. That's another thing. Like, I don't know that it requires, like, a special tool or anything. But maybe like a crowbar or something to help you lever it. Yeah. Pull it out. And then once you're inside, you have to pull it back over you unless there's a missing manhole somewhere. But yeah, I feel like, like they would know about open? that. Yeah. Like, hey, this manhole's open. Yeah. It like, could have been this one. Maybe you just fell in. Yeah. Don't like it at all. And who the fuck is running around murdering people, throwing them in manholes and covering it back up? I mean, if you don't have like a desert or somewhere to hide a body. And you're just walking down the street with a crowbar and nobody notices. You could have a crowbar in, like, your trench coat or your duster. Yeah, that sounds so heavy. You'd walk real funny. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. You could yeah. pretend it was a cane. Someone might not know right away that it was a crowbar. Clunk. <laughs> you have to, like, really swing it. <laughs> yeah. You're like a fucking mime to make that shit work and make it look light. That takes years of skill and practice to master. <laughs> uh, You know... Maybe they didn't have a crowbar. Maybe they had, like, just a really reinforced cane. <gasps> oh, I like it with, like, a little hooky at the end, and they, like, mm-hmm. slam it on the ground, and the hooky shoots out so they can pick it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might be onto something. Mm-hmm. It might be. A little clockwork orange type deal. Mm-hmm. 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 But also, I kind of like the idea that whoever shot the park up, like, he was going to the park to be like, I just got to clear my head. And then they're like, is that that fucking guy that was here? <laughs> you know? He saw us. He saw us. We got to do something about it. Maybe. And then if you have more than one guy, like, say it's a little gang or something. Say you it's gang-related. You could team-lift that shit. Yeah, you could team-lift it. Exactly. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. So a little bit about Noah. 
He graduated in 2012 with degrees in journalism and international studies, and he was the editor-in-chief at The Oregon Voice. And there wasn't any mention of, like, any articles or anything he wrote targeting a specific group or anything like that. Like, it doesn't seem like it came from there. Right? There were no leads in his writing. Yeah. He didn't just recently call somebody out or, like— Target the the Police. army and be like, maybe they had something to do with this <laughs> yeah. murder. <laughs> yeah, none of that happened. Okay. <laughs> so his murder remains unsolved. Oof. And then in another case in Munis, Indiana, in May of 2019, workers found a body in the city's wastewater treatment facility when the body was brought up on a conveyor belt Ew. that is used to filter out debris. Out of the water. Uh, So detectives determined that there were only three storm drains in the area that were large enough to carry a body of this size to the plant. Mm -hmm. And that they're not sure how the man ended up there or when or how he died. Okay. There were no real signs of foul play other than a body being in the plant. (laughs) I don't understand this shit. I don't know that anything here is actually wrong. Yeah. Seems like he's fine. (laughs) Sorry, there's a body on our conveyor belt. (laughs) (laughs) Could you stop the line? Like, this is a concern. I don't fucking get it. Well, it doesn't look foul. It looks fine. (laughs) Looks like he agreed to be here. He's consenting. Yeah. Okay, but again... Was this one um, a little bit more or less decomposed than the others? Because they had the sweet, sweet conveyor belt that was like, hey, you got a thing here. Well, here's the thing. I think it was this one. I can't really remember. But again, he gets like damaged by it. And in another case that I read, the conveyor belt is like this corkscrew thing. And so just imagine a corkscrew, like a giant screw... And yeah. it just twists and it lifts the stuff out of the water. Yeah. So if that's how he got brought up. Mm, that could be pretty damaging. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, they're like, there's no real signs of foul play. But again, it's a matter of he either got swept away by a fucking storm drain or put in a manhole or he wandered into the facility. And again, it was locked. Mm-hmm. The body was soon identified as 42-year-old man by the name of Michael Coates. Okay. Uh, Michael had last been seen on Sunday, May 19th, at his home in Munis, where he lived with his mom. Michael was a recovering drug addict who had gotten his life together, and he was actually doing pretty well. When his body was found, which was the next day after he went missing. So he really, to answer your question, I guess he wasn't really that badly decomposed. Yeah. But he was missing his shirt, his shoes, his hat, and his cell phone. Like, they were all missing from the house, and they were not on his body or in the plant that they found. Weird. Yep. There was no unauthorized access to the facility, and there was no evidence of a crime having been committed at the plant itself. Mm -hmm. And so it's determined that the only way he got there was through a manhole or a storm drain. Okay. But again, this case remains unsolved. Did he think that someone was coming after his family or friends? It didn't say. Like, did he have paranoia? Yeah. It didn't say. And then I'm like, was he naked? I need to know. Was Noah naked? I need to know. Well. But then if they're naked, did, like, their clothes shoot off because of the processing of the plane? Well, they said that his hat and shoes or whatever were missing. his shirt. 
in his shirt. I feel like they would have been like, and also his pants and underwear, like he was nude. Yeah. They wouldn't just be like, ah, his shirt. Like he always didn't have pants on. <laughs> yeah, that's normal for Michael. <laughs> but he's missing his shirt. <laughs> that is where I draw the line. Yeah. That is confusing. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So he had some clothes on. I yeah. Don't know. I would assume. Weird. Okay, so I'm over here and I'm like, we got a fucking serial killer on the loose. Mm-hmm. And guess what I find? What'd you find? It's been fucking done before. <gasps> What has? Serial killing in the sewer. Oh, shit. So, okay. Well, is it from It? What is It? <laughs> it is a clown that lives in the fucking sewers. <laughs> I, I know. I just wanted to sing that song. I know. Okay. Anyway, so, no, it's not It. But there's this thing called the sewer murders in Germany. Do you see how I went on this long fucking wormhole? Yeah, this it, is a... And you're coming with me. This is deep. <laughs> Are you excited? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's get there. Germany like, now? All yeah, right. we're in fucking Germany in the... 1970s. Okay. So a bunch of male adolescents started turning up dead in the local sewage plant. Mm. Ugh. Gross. Seven boys from the age of 11 to 18 who were suspected of being prostitutes in the area. Oh. Which the area I didn't write down. I think it was like Frankfurt or something. <laughs> it could be totally wrong. Okay. So they were coming up missing and getting abducted, and their hands would get tied up somehow, Ugh. like behind their back. And then they'd get struck in the head with blunt objects. Oh, God, I hate it. And then they were somehow ending up in these sewage plants. I hate it, too. It's awful. Uh, many of them were badly decomposed from the sewage. And they were really hard to identify because they had been there for so long. Mm. And the sewage itself was... Not helping. Some of these boys' bodies wouldn't get noticed at the facility or the water treatment plants until their bodies were brought up on that corkscrew conveyor belt. Ooh, okay. So this is where I was telling you that they literally specified that this conveyor belt is a corkscrew and it would, like, pull the bodies up and then badly damage them. Yeah. So with the decomposition on top of the badly damaged bodies by the equipment, it was really hard to determine the cause of death. Yeah. And I think the only way they pieced this together was, like, one person was found, like, intact enough to determine that they were hit with a blunt force object. Oh, shit. They also found that some of them had actually drowned in the sewage. Oh. And that's how they died. Oh, that's sad. So there was a suspect in these murders. I didn't write his name down. He never actually got convicted or anything. And these murders technically remain unsolved as well. God damn. But that was in the 70s. Still. Crazy, right? Yeah. Okay. So then maybe he came to the United States in the 2003s. Maybe. Sixes. Just like 30 years later, ready to get back on the bandwagon. I mean, he'd be like 50, assuming it was 20-something. Maybe. Yeah. It could happen. I don't really know. But I'm like thinking that maybe we don't have a sewage serial killer on the loose. Oh, all right. I mean, I was all for it. But then as I started digging, I actually found like five other stories where people were found in the sewage tanks and shit. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? I did not know that this was a thing. I didn't either. But also, I could kind of see anytime you have like a big vat or something of somebody in it, water, I feel like, yeah, people are bound to be found there, like at dams or stuff like rivers, obviously, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Okay. But also, who's just crawling around in fucking manholes? I think I've mentioned it before. You ever open one? They're fucking terrifying. They are pretty scary. You don't know what's going on under there. There's cockroaches under there. That's what's under there. Lots of cockroaches. You did tell me this. You did tell me this. Yeah. All right. So I'm thinking there's not enough similarities. There's a lot of fucking people showing up dead in the sewage. Whatever. Probably not a serial killer on the loose. Although maybe. I don't know. You got to step back. Keep all your options open, right? Yeah. So, in one little sentence in one of the many articles I read, it had said that at Fort Carson, 
another soldier was found dead a few years or a year or so or whatever after Joseph was found dead. Okay. And this soldier was found dead in the barracks. And I was like, well, I'd like to know more about this soldier to see, like, what the fuck happened, right? Yeah, especially if you're found in the barracks. Like, yeah, well, that's it shady. was one of you. <laughs> yeah, that's shady. Somebody's around here murdering some people. Yeah. So I search everywhere for the soldier. And I couldn't pin down the actual details or who this person even was. But what I did find was that Fort Carson has somewhat of a history of homicides. Oh, a history of homicides, you say? Yeah, it's not a good history to have. No. Turns out that between the years of 2005 and 2011, 14 soldiers stationed at Fort Carson had been convicted of murder. Oh, shit. That's a lot. That is a lot. And Joseph... Was murdered in 2006. So this is during the height of their murdering conviction spree. This caused the Army to conduct a six-month study to review the convicted people, like their medical records and combat history, to help determine, like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why are so many of our soldiers killing people? Yeah. Oh, they seen some shit, and now they're fucking insane. Exactly! And this is where it all came out that PTSD is actually fucking real, and mental health, especially for our veterans who have seen some shit, is very fucking important. Oh, my God. And so a lot of these soldiers, like you were saying, they experienced some of the highest casualty rates in war, Mm -hmm. and it was showing a direct correlation between increasing levels of combat exposure and negative behavior upon return like killing people that's pretty negative that's super negative so the army caught a lot of backlash for not taking care of its soldiers when they got home and i guess they would just like prescribe a bunch of fucking pills and then never follow up with people and so Mm. that's why they were all going nutso and murdering and stabbing and whatever you know getting in fights and shit yeah and a lot of the people convicted of murder were, like, good, honest people who weren't getting proper medical treatment. Like, before they went into the army and before they seen some shit, they were just like, nah, he was chill as fuck. Ugh. Yeah. And then they'd come back and weren't taken care of. And that sucks. they would get pissed at the wrong person. Like, the wrong person would say the wrong thing and they'd be triggered and they'd kill them. Yeah. Because that's what they're fucking trained to do. That's insane. Is kill people. Yeah. I hate it. How are you going to train somebody to kill people and then not, like, untrain them? Yeah, or not, like, I don't know, give them some kind of therapy for the rest of their life so that they don't, like, I don't know, accidentally kill someone? Exactly. So an army vet actually went on record to say that they're not surprised that all of this shit is happening at Fort Carson because while he was stationed there, he saw some of the worst leadership he's ever witnessed in the army. Oh, God, that sucks. Yeah, like, I guess everything's just loosey-goosey there. No one's paying the fuck attention. This article that I got all this information from was written in 2011, so I don't know if they've, like, cleaned up their act or anything. And, like, no shame to anyone who's stationed there and has, like, some fucking ties to it and pride or anything. Like, I don't know what the situation is like now, but evidently it was bad enough that the Army did an investigation on one of their own bases. Yeah. (laughs) And they were like, holy shit. They saw some of the highest casualties in this war, and they're all fucked up. We need to help them. Yeah. So I'm guessing with Joseph's murder, his mom was onto something there. Like, I bet his battle buddies or someone on base had something to do with his murder because of either jealousy or he just said the wrong thing, and one of them was triggered, and they literally, you know, just killed him. Yeah. Well, especially after considering they're not getting the right treatment. Yeah. Management or like leadership or whatever. So they're not getting the right help. They're not getting like, I don't know, a good sense of how to be in the world. 
Yeah, like someone like, to look up to. Yeah, or like in a civilian world, not in the war world. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking sucks, man. Can you imagine being so desensitized to murder that, like, it's okay for you to do that to somebody? And I'm sure they probably have remorse, like, when they come out of the flashback Flash, or whatever. Yeah. But for it to be, like, a, you know, a normal reaction, like, that is insane. Yeah. Well, that makes you, like, what did they do when they were over there? Yeah, that's another thing is, like, in a lot of the articles and shit, I can't really remember because I read so many, so I might be mixing it all up. But almost all of them were like, yeah, he wouldn't talk about it to anybody except for his battle buddies because you don't want to admit to that stuff. You don't want to talk about that stuff. People are going to look down on you or think think you're a horrible person when really they're doing what they were trained and they're doing it to protect your ass to be able to sit here and talk about it or whatever. Like, they gave up their mental health to do that. And then... Their own, you know, establishment isn't wasn't even taking care of them. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. I it's mean, just like being used. I'm not quite sure that I mean, I want to say that maybe the army wasn't aware of how bad it was. But you would think like you learned a lot from like Vietnam, right? <laughs> Aware of how bad the war was? Yeah, like PTSD or the mental health of your veterans. Yeah, I, like you said, like Vietnam was a thing. But I don't know, man, 2006, I think PTSD was pretty studied at that point. That's like, what I'm saying is like you'd think they would learn a lot from that. But it sounds like this was kind of like a big eye-opening moment for the Army where they were like, oh, shit. Oh. We need to talk about this and start treating our veterans properly so that they don't go around killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, untrain them. <laughs> that's crazy, right? Yeah, that that's sucks. insane. That reminds me, growing up, my aunt had a really close friend who was who served in Vietnam. And I remember it was like around 4th of July because we'd always go visit around 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And he hated Fourth of July because firecrackers, yeah, like triggered him and shit. And I'm Ugh. like, oh my god, that's when I first learned about it. I was like 12 or some shit, and I was like, what? Ooh, that's fucked up. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, and his friends would like throw firecrackers at him because they thought it was funny to watch him like dive behind shit. I'm like, oh fuck that. And he's like, yeah, they're not my friends anymore. Yeah, they wouldn't be. Yeah, like, do you know what that's flashing him back to? That's awful. <laughs> That's a horrible time in his life. Yeah, that sucks. Where he thought he like he literally thought he was gonna die. Yeah, right. That's, That's crazy. Fucked up. I wouldn't be their friend either. Crazy. Ugh. Well, goddamn. Yeah. Sorry to get on such a serious topic uh, when we're talking about murder. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, keep it light, okay? Yeah, I fucking got lost in that one. Yeah, it sounds like it. Did I take you on an adventure? You did take me on an adventure, and it makes me want to do the, what is it, Fort Hood? Yeah, I know. I stayed out of that because that's a whole other discussion. It's a whole other discussion, and there's so many people. And it's really recent, too, so it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, like, I could have gone forever mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. I had to cut it off somewhere. Listen, I don't really need the military after us. No, yeah, I was trying to take it on, like, a sewer serial killer, but... I was like, okay, it's probably not that. And then I looked a little deeper and I was like, oh, fuck. Literally, that article was a Rolling Stones article. So it's like a known thing that Fort Carson, like, fucked some shit up. God damn. Back in the day. That's pretty fucked up. Hopefully they're better now. Hopefully. Somebody let us know. Yeah. On that note, terrible segue into we owe a shout out. (gasps) Let's bring the mood back up. Bring the mood back. Now that I took you down that road. Yeah. Who's it to? Where is it from? Who's it by? I'm going to tell you all those details. Okay. Okay. So this shout out is for Christy Mante. Woo, Christy. Christy, you, you go talk to your sister Nikki and be like, you fucking legit. 
Because <laughs> you got me a shout out on ISGD Podcast. You're the best, sister. Evidently, Christy introduced Nikki to our podcast, so we fucking love both of them. Hell yeah, we do. Also, sorry it took me 500 years to give the shout out. Hopefully you still listen. Hopefully, but I totally <laughs> forgot like 18 times, even though I wrote it down in my special podcast planner. That you have right next to you. That I use all of the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful song, huh? Yeah, it was. You even got a song. Yeah, you did. Pretty sure everybody does. We just break into sing a song when we don't know what to say. That's very fair. (laughs) Well, okay. We appreciate you motherfuckers and thanks for telling Nikki about our podcast, because we need both of you. In our we lives. can't do it without you. Yeah. On that note, go check out our website, isgdpodcast.com. It's got pictures pertaining to my case. I will show you a picture of that corkscrew conveyor belt. Oh, yeah, you will. But not with a body in it. Nope. No, thank you. Also, if you want to join us on social media, we're at ISGD Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come join the Facebook group. It's called the Goddamn Pod Group, and it is so much fun. And if you want to write us an email telling us how awesome we are or giving us a case suggestion, you can do that at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Please leave us a review. Subscribe, rate, review. Tell your friends, tell your friends, friends. Make sure everybody fucking knows that this podcast exists and that it's legit. Yeah. I refresh that page daily to see if there's new fucking reviews. Yeah. Also, Aaron is going to send us out with some snail mail information because I never remember that shit. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to send us some mail, you can do so at (laughs) P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Also on our website, Stacy mentioned it earlier, but there are links to Patreon and our merch. There's new merch stuff up in Patreon. We just did a new one last weekend. Mm -hmm. So... Get on there. Get on there, son. There's like 17 episodes that are waiting for you. 18, bitch. 18, motherfucker. Yeah. I can count. Yeah, you can. Shoot. So you could just, you could you could pay a dollar, yep. and then you could listen to all of them, and then you could just unsubscribe. <laughs> and then you could just leave us forever. Leave us hanging forever and yeah. wait for the next 18. Yeah. You could. We'll take your dollar graciously and each take 50 cents mm-hmm. and put it towards some podcasting equipment. Mm-hmm. We could do that. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you, motherfuckers. We love you all, and you're so amazing. And also, I miss all of your faces. I feel like I've been so out of it so long because I went on vacation, and I've been back. But for some reason, I just feel like I'm so out of it. So just know that I love you. Well, I feel like you crushed this episode even though you feel out of the swing of it. <laughs> Can I come join the podcast, please? <laughs> Can I be a part of it? <laughs> I want to be in it. Girl, I'm telling you, I was invested in this research. So I love it. All right. Bye. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Tennis Podcast. Are you into top 10 lists? What about pop culture? Or maybe you're just a nerd like us. We've got a show for you, loser. 
Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. We're the hosts of the Tennis Podcast, a comedy and edutainment podcast covering a new top tennis list every week, including fun facts and trivia. We've covered lists such as the top 10 most popular 90s songs on Spotify, the deadliest animals, the worst U.S. presidents, the leading causes of death, the best-selling video game franchises, the most common murder methods. Okay, are you going to give one that isn't about death? The deadliest jobs in America? <sighs> Listen to these and countless other top 10 lists every Wednesday at 10 Tennispod.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Top horror villains by their kill count. I think we're done here. If you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance to see you will die. We are the 10-ish podcast. That's one zero ish Bye.